sometimes, you know, you you sort of uh, hear people passing a remark, oh, that woman is taking a part of a man. She's only a woman. I think to myself, I suppose they're partly right. Well, I, I'm not stopping the men. I'm not at all stopping no men. But where are these men? I've been waiting for all these years. Now, nobody speak. Oh, well, if I, God gave me a tongue, God gave me a head, eyes, everything to think. Why not I share it, what I know? Take it or leave it. That's all. And I stick to that because I've done the women's league. Woman and land goes together. Well, I've done the part of the Mary Women's Welfare League in my time. That's finished. Now I'm on land. Woman and land goes together. Hereata Tangata Kitifenua, Bind the People to the Land. Spectrum presents the second of two programs in which Fina Cooper talks to Elwyn Owen about her life and attitudes. Woman and land goes together. Certainly in this program they do, but in reverse order, as Fina Cooper talks about her second marriage and the land development work that followed, and then her work as First Dominion President of the Maori Women's Welfare League. In restricting the program to these areas, it's been necessary to bypass other periods and events, simply because it's impossible to chronicle a long and full life in two short documentaries. However, Fina Cooper will talk about other facets of her life in a later and longer program. And so, women and land. Land. Consolidation came on the scene. Apirana had officers for this development work. Who was there? Was all these consolidation officers. Ah, yes, I'm interested in land. I like to catch hold of some one of these officers. If I could marry one of them, well, we are set. That one is married, that one is married, that one is married, that one is married, got a wife, all wives. Oh, heck. What am I to do? Dear me. All right. I started going around with one, with this Cooper, you see, showing all the lanes and everything of the north and all that. All this, you know, they come, you see, so, under Serapion and everything. Right? Day after day, day, weeks went past. But he's a married man. Oh, I, I, we often go to his place, I often. And his, his wife didn't welcome me very much. I, she, of course, she's quite right. I suppose she, she can feel that her husband is a bit cold or something. I don't know. Oh, what a story for you to ask me. I think I don't know whether it's worth telling you about it. Tell me. I went straight. But it was good. Really good. I said to him, because he said, you know what? He told me, you see, I had a dream before. And I saw this woman in my dream. This is Cooper telling me. And you're the very woman that I saw in my dream. Oh, well. You think so? Yes, you're the very woman. And I'm falling in love with you. 
And I, and I said, I'm also falling in love with you. But what can I do when you've got a wife? We'll talk it over, all right? Are you prepared to come to my home and talk it over? I said, I'm prepared for anything. I said, I'm not frightened. If that is the way, all right, I'll go there. So we went. We had a conference, three of us, his wife and him. So I told his wife, look here, dear. Your, your husband seemed to suit me for the work, that I'm longing for somebody, you know, to help my people. And I like his work very much because he's consolidating our people and that's needed. And uh, I said, uh, well, I come straight to you now. Would you like your husband to be also my husband? I know it's a hard question for you to say yes. She said, oh, that's all right, because we've got no children to worry. I have no children to worry. I can go back to my people. That's all right. Quite all right to me. Husband turned around and said, oh, well, if you say that, all right, and you can have everything. In this house, you can take everything, and I'll help you to pack it and everything. So he did. He came to me with nothing but his suit and himself. So I took him. All right as it is. So it, it was an agreement, not a fight, not anything, but it was agreed properly because I told her that he is the man that I love to have because to help my people, because of the land. All right. He went down the station to take all the things. He, I never see the packing. They were packing themselves. And they in Fangaray, in Fangaray. I don't know whether you was there. We were, we were there. Right. Now, he comes to me. What are we going to do now? I said, look, I have to go back. I have to go back. You've got to take me back home. And, uh, and you come away. I want to call a big meeting of my people. All right. Somewhere along the line, I wired my people. I want a big meeting tonight at the hall. I want all the people there. Well, they think, of course, being with the consolidation officer, it must be a big tucker about land and all that sort of thing. They all gathered. All right. I come there myself. He dropped me. He went away. I stood up to, to ask them. I said, well, my people don't... I had a committee whining, you know, there, who was very loyal to me at Pangu. They were there. And uh, so I stand up and I said, well, people, now I'm going to marry Cooper. I come to tell you, or to agree, 
my brother Peter, he jumped to give me a big hiding. And, oh, it's around now all over the hall. And my mm, Kaviti Wahine came around me, you know, protecting me from my brothers. And my brothers was calling and all these people, we put you up at the top of Panru. Panru there, that high. Now you're coming right down at the bottom, getting married to a married man and all that sort of thing. Oh, they were going for me. See, they don't know that I have all arranged everything. And I was crying, you know, trying to. I said, oh, I, I came, you know, to ask you people peacefully, would you let me go peacefully, you know, and all that. And my committee wine was crying with me, you know, and thought uh, I was wonderful to come and tell the people, you see. But all these people were up in arms. No, because we have put you right up on top of this mountain. Now you put yourself right down. Oh. All right. Anyhow, in the finish it went smoothly. You know, the committee wine started to talk and everything. And my people calmed down, you know. Calmed down, of course. Then I sent word over to Cooper. Uh, to come and get me. And so we went. He was working, his office was in Whangarei, so we had to get a, a place in Whangarei on top of Carmel there. And, uh, well, we had a house there, still standing there now. Anyhow, I came over there. Started a new life, you see. Consolidation man and all that. Then the whole of the Tukarau up in arms for me, marrying this man. Of course, we weren't married yet, you know, just living together. Oh, they up in arms. You know, what was my answer? My answer is, look, me, I'm nothing to the, to the king of England who left his throne at the very time. You know, that... Uh, Edward VIII. Yeah. Mm. He he left his, his throne for that Mrs. or somebody. Simpson. I said, what am I to that? Look, look at the king. Left his throne. Don't. Never mind. I said, what I'm wanting is the land. For you people, we get somebody now. You can speak out for your land to him and everything. We got somebody. Oh, I'm, when I got a child from him, you know, from him, and I used to go around and make fun with the people, eh? I said, you know what? I thought at first, well, this man for the land, but he turned around, hello. Gosh, anyhow, I had four beautiful children. Two boys and two girls. They're in Auckland now. Yeah. Well, that's Mr. Cooper. You know where I got married? And I came into Oteria. And the people there, they begged and begged to get married properly. So they put up a... I cried. 
I said, oh, you know, we didn't make a fuss, you know. I don't want a fuss or anything, but they made a fuss and everything. So when we got married properly, then I went home to my people. And you know where we lived at the Krakafus, where I was born? In a little shanty near the beach. Smoke! Oh, it was terrible. We lived there. I said, we have to do penance. So we did penance. And after that, both of us walked right to the graveyard first in Pungu. I knelt down before the grave of my father and mother, asked pardon for what I did. And so we come out, then we're happy. Then I had a home in Pangaroo, of course. Then I come home to Pangaroo. Of course, my husband is busy with, in you know, his office there in Whangarei here. Well, I'm at home there. I have to do all the work. And... Uh, well, he's busy uh, getting money that way, and uh, well, I'm at home doing all the gardening and everything else. I think that's why I'm suffering now with arthritis and and rheumatic, of doing too much work. At night, do you know that when the moon is shining, I'm planting, planting cumulus, planting things, and I'm I I I get the horses, get the sledge start plowing and scarifying the place and everything. And beside that, I, uh, when we started the development, of course, I have to get the young people interested. I got so interested that, uh, of course, uh, I started to... I had a bit of money then from my shop, you know. Then I started buying uh, uh, very dear cattle, like Jersey, you know, the Jersey pedi- mm. pedigree, with all the pedigrees, you know. That didn't succeed because the land is not really good. It's too much hilly for pedigrees. You want good uh, flat country for that. Well, that was a bad trial of mine, but still I, I made it out of it of the cows, uh, yearlings that I sold. You know, they were very costly, you see, those days. Well, I had a troop of uh, about over 70 or 70. Um, These were young Maori. Young Maori, yeah, young, yeah with me. Mm-hmm. Uh, we joined in the Federated Farmers. I was a president of the Federated Farmers in Pangaroo. I had 72 members. Well, then we got right into farming and all that, you know, see that... Every farm was clean. If you go there now, you see your tea tree, all sorts of rubbish on it. Oh, breaks my heart, you know, to see how it can go back. Yes, well, you see, to get around the young people to work at those days, well, you have a meeting, and then you say, oh, well, now... So-and-so farm is not clean. Look at the lot of, lot of tea tree, lot of wee-wee, lot of everything. is all, all wrong. We start with that farm. Clean it up. Let us all clean it up for our poor work for nothing. 
The only thing, they all know that farm got to kill a pig or make a big hangi for dinner, and that's all. Everybody agrees. All right, in the morning, course I go. I have to lead. See, that's that's where you have to have a leader. He's prepared not to do his own job somewhere else or looking for money for himself, but he's prepared to go with and lead the way. See, that's action. Some people, they stand up, talk, talk all day, all week, all long, no action behind it. No good. Waste of time. Lead, not drive. No, they, they don't like drive, but they like to lead. Right, so I have to go and lead them and work on these places and everything. And, oh, it's really good. I was postmistress. Uh, I was that. Oh, I don't know what else. Good gracious me, I'm jack of all trade. I did everything. I, I don't know what else I didn't do. You have to remind me what else. <laughs> there was a Maori Women's Welfare League, of course, Fina. Oh, that, yes. Well, you know, I came up to Auckland. When I made up my mind, I'm going to Auckland. I'm selling all what I got in the house, you know, and the shop. The land, I give it over to my nephews and everybody there. I don't want to give no land to no Pākehā. All that land at Pangaru there, all marriage. You have that, you have that, you have, I have three farms. I just up and off to Auckland. Took my children up there, educated them, you know, on my own. My husband is dead. I got no husband. I go up there. I thought I might strike a nice, rich park here. <laughs> But, no, I went up there, there was a pool. The priest at Pangru don't want me to go. And the Bishop of Auckland, Bishop Liston, poor old, God have mercy upon his soul, he wants me to go there, to be in Auckland. And I said, uh, my Lord... Father Wanders doesn't want me to come to Auckland. Why? Because he said that I was born to lead my own people, not born to lead Auckland people. The bishops turned around and said to me, Tell him that there are more souls in Auckland than Pangaroo for you to work. So I told, I said, so I'm off. So when I got to Auckland, I look at it, the drift of the Maoris into the town was great, coming and coming. I got there, 1950, a call was up by the government that all, all the women from different all over New Zealand to assemble in Wellington. Anyhow, I'm taking it short. Election came. You have to have a president for the whole of New Zealand. 
Maori Women's Welfare League to knit the whole of New Zealand. Plant the seed. Don't if take one and pick me. Finna Cooper. Anybody else? Nobody else. Only her. Well, I started to think, you know, straight away. I had tears in my eyes then. Few drops. Thinking, well, I knew. Here I am now in position. Can I take it? Can I take it? To write, I can. How can I take it? How can I? Please, Our Lady, help me to talk the right things to those mothers in throughout New Zealand. That's my prayer. All right? Off I went, take my bag, everything, I'm off. Leave my children, tell them everything. So I start traveling. I forgot how many weeks, six weeks, I think, I've been away, right down the South Island, everywhere. I keep talking to my children, though, as I go along, knitting everybody up. And do you know that I used to talk almost right up to daylight? They won't let me sit down, because I very uh, talk straight out, eh? Straight out of a woman, you know? And how to go about everything. All right. That's that. Many incidents. When I came back to Auckland, Freeman's Bay was loaded with people. You know, married people coming from the, the, the country into the city. I had nowhere else to go but just go to Freeman's Bay because they can find a little shack and little and about 20 of them in one room and all that sort of thing. Well, I never... No convenience, no nothing, just a small... Oh. And I worried over these things. There's rings at night coming through to my place, you know, ringing. Are you there, Mrs. Cooper? One o'clock, two o'clock. You know, trouble. What is the trouble? Uh, can I help? Yes. Do you know they're having a party at the next door and my children can't go to sleep? They're studying and, uh, and they can't study. Drinking is going on. And when I get to this place, it's the... Oh, nanny, nanny, oh, nanny, nanny. I said, nanny, nanny, be damn. I said, look at all these bottles and everything else. If you don't look out, look, I'm going to cut your pension, welfare, pension all. You, don't you know you're not in the country? Those people, just your next-door neighbors are parents, and they, their children are studying school and all that. Education. And here you are, you're having a good time uh, drinking and all that sort of thing. Oh. Dreadful. Did you go into the hotels too? Oh, yes. I went to hotels. I see children playing outside, married children, and I ask them, Where's your mummy? In there. In the hotel, drinking. Yeah. Yeah. I go inside. Straight inside. I see the... I go like this with my finger to come out. I have a talk. I said, those are your children out there? Yeah. If you don't go home now, I'm going to ask their welfare to take those children away. 
I said, so you go home now. All right, Mrs. Cooper. All right. Get a taxi. Go on, get home. My my other is to go up to the Mary Affairs in Auckland. Ask them why is it that the Marys are not getting houses? What's the reason? Because they all bungle up, you know, in, in this place in Freeman's Bay, anyhow and any way. And uh, so they said, oh, well, they only applied, uh, they had about uh, just over 30, I think, applications. That's all, and there are hundreds. That's all. I said, all right. I asked the Maoris, we had meetings. I asked them, why is it only, you know, so many applications? Well, what they did, they said, they go up, another Maori coming down, and they asked that Maori, how did you get on? Ah, waste of time going up there. They're not interested in getting houses. Yeah, yes, all right. So, up I go to Wellington. I don't go to the Maori Affairs, down the Maori Affairs. I go straight to Parliament. Knock the door, and I, and I open it. Is it coming? I, oh, is it you, Finna? Yes. This place got rules. You must go through the rules, you know, before you can get it. I said, never mind about the rules. Look, I come. there's trouble over here. I want you to fix it up. That's that's more important than all the rules. Look, I said, never mind about that. Look, I just want you to give permission for me to survey the whole of Auckland, the Maori people that needs housing. I said, he said to me, I've got an office in Auckland, Maori Affairs. They're doing the job and they're getting paid for it. And why should you come in and ask me to give you permission to... to I said, to me... Do you think it's it's only 38 applications up there? About 30, anyhow, over 30. Application. And the Maoris are thousands in Auckland wanting houses. I can prove it to you if you give me the right to survey the whole of Auckland. If you say that, all right. I'll give you permission. Right. Thank you very much. I'm out. That's all I want. So he wired up to the, the to Auckland office, you know. When they hate me, to give all the papers to the Mrs. Cooper. Well, I got all the papers then, and I took it over to my home. I had three typists. I took some of the Maori girls that I know that can type. I got them at my home. I got all the branches of the Maori Women's Welfare League in Auckland, different places. Have a meeting. I told them what to do. Go street by street. Survey, you, branch, do that. You, branch, do that. Come home, report back. Over here and we'll type everything. Took us a long time, this survey, because we have to knock at every blessed pocket place and everything to find out whether there's a Maori in there. And survey properly. And I was very, very strong in what I was doing, you know. Tell you who was a... Another lot that came and helped was the Quakers. Do you know the, the people? Quakers. Yes, the Society of Friends. Yes. Yeah, Quakers. Mm. 
They used to do the dinner ready for the for the branches when they come back reporting, you know, make the dinner and everything. Oh, they're good people, those. Very helpful. When I finished everything, load myself up with all the books and everything that's been surveyed, you see. The families and everything, the applications and everything, took down to the minister. Knock at the same door and the same question. Finna, you're coming, you know. I don't care. Give it to him. And he had a shock to find out. So many hundreds of people wanting houses. That's how they clean River Freeman's body. Now, that's, that's that. I think that uh, those days were... I, I enjoyed it. You know, I enjoyed working there at that time as a Marrow Women's Welfare League. Was this the sort of work that gained your award of an MBE in 1953, Fina? I think so. I think uh, I think they did, uh, you know, give me that because of that. I enjoyed it. That was Herea Te Tangata Kitefenua, Bind the People to the Land, the second of two programmes in which Fina Cooper talked about episodes in her long life. The programme was recorded and produced by Alwyn Owen for Radio New Zealand, a Spectrum documentary.